from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. That's right. You're tuned in to the Viewers Anonymous podcast where we give our takes and reviews of movies and television straight out of Hollywood. What's going on with you, my guy? Slow motion, my guy. That's but, what's uh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow motion, slow motion. But uh, back in the back on the uh, back on the pies, man. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just you know I was thinking <laughs> it was brought to my attention the other day. I was talking to the boy Casey, and he asked me. He was like, "Yo, he was like, so you did episode 99 for the you know the 28." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "You got anything special for 100?" And I was like, "I don't know, man." I was like. You know, I might just do a regular episode. Like, I don't know, you know, if I'm really gonna celebrate it yet. And um, he was like, "Man, that's crazy." I like, I know, right? I was like, I did two fourteen on the stolen time. I was like, man, me and Scoot just did like two o two. And I was like, now I'm going coming up on the honey. He was like, yeah, but you said you done done over about five hundred pies. I was like, man, that's crazy for real. I was like, that's crazy. But uh, but man, it was just crazy to hear it that way. So mm-hmm. that was that was wild. But, man, how you doing, man? How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good, feeling great, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a little soddy because I've been getting whooped on in fantasy football. I needed Russell Wilson to come through last night, and he did not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I lost in both. The, actually, I lost in all three uh, fantasy football leagues that I'm in. So, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a rough weekend. But, you know what I'm saying, my Browns and Buckeyes pulled through for me, so – I'm, you know, so I'm kind of 50-50. But outside of that, man, everything good. Man, I went 50-50, man. I, I won in one league. Well, mm-hmm. I guess you. Beat and, me uh, up. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and I lost in the, uh, in the fan dude joint. But, man, you know what I'm saying? But I went one and one, man. I told y'all on the uh, on the 4-3, I was like, yo, Florida State getting the win because we got to buy. So, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I took that W right there. And then my boys – just completely laid an egg, man. I mean, just yeah. When I didn't lay the egg, I get the element shit, but we ain't gonna get into all that. But we'll get into that on four three. But for sure. But yeah, man. I was uh yeah I, I was salty though. I was salty Sunday. I was salty. I, I wasn't. I wasn't a pleasure to be around, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, man, I know the feeling, man. I was almost that same way until K York popped up, man. He he sheesh that that boy. He off to a great start already. You know what I'm saying? Big kick, first game in the NFL. He did his thing, man. So yeah, you know, I was I was excited about that. Oh, I was also happy because the Steelers beat the Bengals, and I was there to witness it in four <laughs> That was amazing. I was at a Bengals fan household. I was at my uncle's house, and man, ah, oh, it was it was lovely. It was lovely. That's funny. Them niggas at the bottom yeah. of the division. I'm happy. <laughs> Damn. Well, shit, man. I'm at the damn bottom of the division, so I yeah. can't even laugh. But now, nah, see, the, let me tell you the beauty of it, though. The beauty of it is everybody in the house likes an AFC North team. So I like the Browns. My uncle and his oldest son like the Bengals, and then his youngest son like the Ravens. So every that was, that's a whole AFC North household at the time. So, like, ain't nobody in there liking any other team. So yeah, we had to go through that. So yeah, everybody in the AFC North won except them. Great day. That's hilarious. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't nothing more hilarious though 
then the AFC South went all like nobody won a game. Mm-hmm. And two teams played against each other. Yeah. Because they tied. <laughs> and it's like, Man. Yo, that's crazy. I, I like, yo, the I, AFC. Look, if you would have, if you would have bet. If you would have made a bet with me that Indianapolis was gonna tie Houston, I'd have lost that bet a thousand times over. I never would have took Houston in that. Yeah. So the fact that they tied them, I was like, my dude was like, I mean, it's a tie. I said, no, that's a loss for y'all. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care what you say. That's an L, bro. At the end of the day, that is an L for yes. sure, man. So, um. Listen, man. You know what I'm saying. We've been we've been trying to get this movie done for the longest. We've oh, had yeah. it on the list multiple times. We've taken it off the list multiple times, but this time, you know what I'm saying, is here and uh, it's time to go, man. You know what I'm saying. This is a 2012 movie um, starring Denzel Washington um, and my man uh, Ryan um, um, Reynolds. Reynolds. God damn, I couldn't think of his name. Ryan Reynolds. Um, and this movie is about espionage. This movie is about trust. This movie is about um the the dirty, dirty government. This movie is safe house, man. This movie uh basically is about a uh young agent in the government who is basically on, I guess you would say babysitting patrol. And he's just going from safe house to safe house, making sure that the um, the people that are, I guess they're like high uh, high value targets or uh, people that would be on like alert or red tape guys, you know what I'm saying? They basically go to the safe house. He watches them until they can get the other transport to come through, take them to where they got to go. But this time he gets probably one of the most wanted men in the world, um, Tobin Frost, and then he gets him and then Tobin Frost takes him on a whirlwind, but he also finds out that the people that he's trusted through his whole career, he cannot trust. And um, he actually finds out that Tobin Frost is not that bad of a guy. So, um, you know what I'm saying? How did you feel rewatching this joint, man? Anytime you can watch a movie with Denzel Washington and mm-hmm. really Ryan Reynolds, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you really think about it and you look at Ryan Reynolds' resume, especially for like the last like five years, I don't think he missed at all. Like I don't think he missed. And 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 it, it, with saying that, Denzel Washington missed on that all little things. Well, he also he also missed on that on that J Esquire movie, whatever that shit. Israel well, J Israel Esquire, whatever the name. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that was the last five years, though. That might that might be out of the five year threshold. I don't know. Let me look. But, but go ahead. I yeah, mean, yeah, check that out. Okay. But yeah, but he hasn't he hasn't missed, man. So when you can get both of those two guys together, in the type of scenario that they are put in mm-hmm. in this movie, it was great going back and watching it, man. Uh, it, it still it still holds up. It still holds my attention. Um. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something it's something very great about Denzel being like the like the quote unquote what he was painted to be bad guy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he has this aura about himself that just pops yeah. off the screen when he plays these parts. And then he just does these little things of like, okay, look, this has to be said, like right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington is the GOAT. I don't give a fuck sure. what none of y'all say. Like, For sure. This dude, like, is just, he's literally the best. For sure. And, and it be like just little shit that he does, like, when they had him, when they was about to do the waterboarding joint. And, like, mm-hmm. when he was in the chair and, like, he kept looking up, like, at the mirror, like, you see what they're about to do, right? Like, he ain't mm-hmm. say it, but he's looking like, like, you, you see this, right? And it's like the way he just was leaning over and looking, and it's just, man, it's, I don't know, man. Like, I can't think of the word other than just greatness. Like, it's just yeah. like, man, this dude is just so good. But it was, it was great going back and watching this movie. This is one of those ones that I feel that is like super, super underrated when mm-hmm. it comes to Denzel Washington. And, it was just great, man. I'm glad we're doing this pod today, man. But for you going back and watching it, man, how did you feel? Uh, okay, so before that, actually, it was exactly five years ago. 2017 <laughs> is when that movie came out. So, yeah, I, I mean, I watched a little bit of it, but I could not get into it. Maybe now I could probably focus a little bit more, um, seeing how now I can watch movies that I don't usually watch now. Uh, thanks to the pod, but I'm gonna have to go check that out again, though. But to me, that was a I didn't I didn't hear too many good reviews about that one. But going back and watching this, man, um, it was like the first time, the first time I was excited to see it. First and foremost, because of Ryan Reynolds, um, I've been a huge fan of Ryan Reynolds for a long time, even back to when he was doing like the comedy or, or the rom com movies. So like even then, I was I used to like Ryan Reynolds. Um, and then when he got into uh, Blade Trinity, that's when he got me. Him him playing that role right there, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is definitely it. Like, this dude has it. Whatever it, it, the it factor is, he definitely has it. Um, so that's when I start really – that's when I really became a fan of Ryan Reynolds was uh, Blade Trinity. And then with Denzel, like, there's really nothing you can really say bad about Denzel at all. Um, outside of the fact that maybe in the 90s he probably took your girl or your girl talked about him a lot, so you probably hate him because of that. But <laughs> outside of that, like, there's nothing bad you can say about Denzel, man. This dude has done it all. Um, he's been acting for, what, 30 years now, probably more than that. Um, this, this dude really has everything you look at. Like, to me, it's like James Earl Jones, Denzel Washington. Like. Okay. Or, or you can switch them. They won A and one B for me. But to me, well, you can add Morgan Freeman in there too. But those guys are like it's it's a certain tier. Um, it's a certain tier, in, especially in Black Hollywood for me. Like any movie that they're in, I'm going to watch. I have to watch it just to see, you know, what I'm saying the the show that they put on. But just in Hollywood in general, for me, like he's definitely up there amongst the goats i don't really see anybody else um that would be able to knock him off of that pedestal but this was this was dope because it's action-packed but also it gives you that um like that mystery you know what i'm saying it's it's one of those things where it's an action movie but you also have to like you know what I'm saying? Pay attention. And I know it's another word I could probably use for it, but I always say pay attention because like, if you don't pay attention to this movie, 
you may end up losing what's going on. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? You will be confused because there's so much happening. Like you said, the new, all the little nuances that he does and the little things that Denzel does throughout the movie that actually some of those actually give you a hint of what's going to happen next without, you know what I'm saying? Without him even having to say something or nine times out of 10, his facial features usually kind of give that off. But the the way that they did this was great. And I always have said that the Denzel in Safe House, that Tobin Frost character eventually became the dude in Equalizer. So I don't know, you know what I'm saying, if that's what he took to use for Equalizer. But to me, those are the two, those two are the same guys. Tobin Frost is just a younger version of whoever the dude in the Equalizer was. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Um, I hate because he died in it, though, because, like, this this would have been, like, for me, this would have been a better movie to because The Equalizer was the first movie that he kind of, like, did, like, a series. Like, he never played the same character twice. Mm-hmm. And now he's going on the third one when it comes to this. Well, the equalizer, and it's like this could have been that movie that could have been that, but he ended up dying at the end. But like, what I mean is like watching that scene at the end when he got shot, like before he died in that in that last house that they was in. Just like he was just making these faces, and he was like, Aww. like he was just, you know, what I mean, and it was just, dude, like he really convinced you because it's like when you watch. Like people get shot or people get punched or whatever the case may be, you could be like, okay, yeah, they acted. Mm-hmm. I like it. Seriously, felt like he got shot. Like, <laughs> like I would just, and I forgot how good that 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 one interaction was between him and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, like even like throughout this movie, like their chemistry is like unmatched. Like. It was it was better than the chemistry that him and Ethan Hawke had in um, Training Day. Like it was better. Like I'm sitting here trying to think. Like I mean, it was way better than him and Mark Wahlberg and two and two guns. Like oh yeah, for two sure. guns. Oh, that was you know for sure. But like, but I'm just sitting here thinking like people that he had, you know, worked alongside with. Like these are the two main people. It was like their chemistry was so uh, it was so good and it was so mm-hmm. unmatched. To where it's like, I mean, I remember seeing like the trailers from this movie, and I'm like, yo, like I was generally excited to see this shit. And then yeah. they used the uh, No Church in a While yep. during the trailer. Yep. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I was like, man, you hear that Frank Ocean come in? It was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I gotta see that, but yo. Frank Ocean, if he wanted to, he could have been like the the hook king. Like he could have like, been the he could have been the soundtrack king. Man, it man, it's just it something. Kanye. Yeah, it's it's something about that dude. Even Jay know, because Jay used him again on that um was it Oceans? Yep. No, when uh, yeah, Oceans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He used him again on that Oceans, and it's just like, yeah, like he knows. But um, but anyway, yeah, we're getting off track. Um <laughs> But no, like, and then the whole plot of this movie is like 
Tobin Frost is portrayed of being like this bad guy that's selling information to to basically anyone. Right. And then it comes to turn out that even though we all know if you got a brain, like you know that the government always got some shady shit going on. Oh, but come to find out, like, like David was really like the guy that was really like the person that when they created the plot twist, you go back and you look and be like, you know what, with Tobin Frost, is it that bad? Like, yeah, he's selling out the U.S. government, but he's selling out the U.S. government for good reasons. Yeah. But then also because they fucked him over too. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to tell Matthew the same thing, like, yo, like they're gonna tell you we'll take it from here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just like they give you like like you said, like they give you like these little nuggets. Like that's a great word that you had used earlier. Because one of the nuggets was the way he found him when he got away from him, when he was just driving, he like it'd be better if you tell me where to go. And he mm-hmm. was like, just drive. And he was about to turn. And he looked at the sign. He was like, man, no, just keep staying in the middle lane. And then he remembered, oh, shit, he was trying to go to this one place earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what you were saying about nuggets that you could have missed if you weren't paying yeah. attention. And with Tobin Frost giving him, like, these little nuggets, like, throughout the film, and then he started to realize, like, yo, everything that he's saying to me, mm-hmm is true and it's starting to happen to me too. Like, yeah. did you did you get that sense of like, what, yeah, like Tobin wanted him to let him go so he could continue doing what he's doing, but at the same time, like, it was like, do you feel that he was trying to give him one and like, yo, they fucked me over, they're going to fuck you over too. For sure. Like, did you get that? For sure, because I think that Basically, where it kind of transitioned is once they, you know what I'm saying, like once he was going back to go get him, he was, you know what I'm saying, like he was so trusting in what they were giving, the, the orders they were giving him and the information that they was giving him. And of course, you know what I'm saying, when you do that job, you probably always hear about the, the dude he talking or anytime you do maybe like a job as a CEO, everybody innocent. You know what I'm saying? Everybody didn't do it or I got set up. So you probably hearing that all the time, especially being in the safe house. And then you got to remember as well, like this is the first safe house where they actually were bringing somebody to him. Remember, like in the beginning, he was just throwing a ball up against the wall. He like, well, shit, I, you know, I can't wait to get out of here. So finally, he 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 getting some action, and he has to set the safe house up, get the safe house ready for them to come in and do whatever they got to do. And then, you know, you hearing this dude, you seeing all this. Then next thing you know, some mercs come through, take everybody out. Now it's like it's, it may be some doubt in there that can be created. So now that he's listening to them and then Tobin telling them, like, yo, they're going to tell you this. This is how it's going to go down. This is how they're going to break it down. Now it's like that doubt is starting to raise up a little bit. So him being as as green as he was in that field and having to deal with discerning whether or not you know what I'm saying, of who was telling them the truth and what was what was a lie, what wasn't a lie, and all this other stuff, 
you can start to see how this even even like all the stuff that Tobin was doing that was that was like that you could probably consider, you know what I'm saying, him trying to get away from Weston, even then, like like when he shot the gun by his head. Well, I mean, that lets you know right there, like he didn't shoot you. He just did that to distract you so he can get away. So it was like, okay, something, you know what I'm saying? Like at this point, now I really got to find out what's going on because something ain't right here. And then every time this dude is, you know what I'm saying, is in some shit, it's like they're trying to kill him. They're not trying to take him to jail. They're not trying to bring him in. They're trying to kill this dude. It's a reason that they're trying to kill him. And it's not just over no information. It's something deeper than this. And you can see as the movie went on, like he started to realize that the more and more things start happening. And then, you know what I'm saying, the, the ending of it all, you know what I'm saying? It just kind of lets you know, like, man, I'm sure, like, he was looking at that shit like, yeah, I got to find a new a new occupation because this ain't it. <laughs> like, bro, if I got <laughs> to go through shit like this, and, and I'm supposed to be in a safe house. If I ain't safe in the safe house, I ain't safe nowhere. So, like, you could, you could tell, like, his character, especially, well, you could tell the Western character was definitely just looking at all of this shit like, man, is I've got put into something I should have never got put in. It's this guy that they trying to kill that technically he really is innocent in a, in a weird way. You know what I'm saying? Of course he was involved or whatever, but he was definitely innocent. He was used just like they using me right now. Yeah. I, I'm not feeling that. Yeah. I think the first time that he realized it when they was in the car and he said that, yo, this is, a secure like location like nobody knows about this right except the person that told you that the T1000 was showing up mhm you know what i mean so if y'all don't get that reference uh robert yeah. patrick plays the uh the one the one CIA agent who but, also um, plays T1000 in terminator yeah so like when he showed up and like even and I brought that scene up a little bit, but you know, they was trying to get the. I mean, it wasn't a chip. What the, what the hell they call it? It was a memory card, wasn't it? Or yeah, memory, I think it was it, kind of like a memory card, like a little USB and, stick or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That, that he had put into himself, mm-hmm. and so they went to waterboarding him. But even before they started waterboarding, he was like, "Yo, you're gonna need sixty or something mm-hmm. like that," and like so. When you're dealing with somebody that was as decorated as he was, because this is what people have to understand about Tobin Frost. Like, Tobin Frost was so good. Like, for number one, they recruited him in 84. Mm-hmm. He was already doing jobs January of 85. Like, mm-hmm. that quick. Not only was he on, like, location that early, he also came up with a whole new tactic to fucking um, interview people to yep. where they change they own they change their protocols because of him. Yep. So when you're dealing with somebody like Tobin Frost and now he's on quote unquote the opposite side, what mm-hmm. are y'all gonna do to him that he don't already know? He's the one exactly. who created what y'all doing. So he's he's telling them before they even waterboard him like, yo, you're gonna need this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They 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 do it one time. He come back. How long was that? They looking at him like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> like he's like, how long is that? So they dump him and do it again. Mm-hmm. And so when they when he had put him in the car, 
we tried to put him in Trump first, then they go through this whole fight scene or whatever. But then when they're riding down the road, he's like, yo, Weston, I think, like you said, he was he was wet behind the ears. Mm-hmm. And like he, he just processing all of it at one time, no matter how smart you are, because I think they said that that Weston ended up going to Yale and he graduated from um, Yale Law. Mm-hmm. So he was a smart guy, but it's just that when you know it was his first time firing a gun, like you just went through a whole shootout where a whole team got yeah. murdered in less than five minutes. Like they completely ran through those guys. Yeah. And so he's in the car and he's telling him, like, yo, it's a secure location. Nobody knows about this. The only people that know about this is the people who set this whole thing up for us to go to the safe house. Mm-hmm. So that right there was a was a very early nugget, if you really would have thought about it, because the way they the way that this movie tried to set it up, they tried to set it up like um what's her name? Like Catherine was the one. Yeah. Like because when you're thinking, okay, so they send them to the safe house and they try they try to make because for me, this is how they did the setup. So when so when Weston was in the safe house and he called David mm-hmm. and he's like, David, I want to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? I want to be transferred, all this type of stuff. And he was like, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I got you, blah, blah, blah. So he's trying to set him up like he is the good guy. When all fails, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Well, one of them at least. And that one that one nugget like cuz see like when i went back and i watched it and when you watch it for the first time you don't get it but obviously you know when you watch a movie multiple times like you already know the whole outcome mm-hmm. but it's just you think how can weston not get it right there but i mean you well see to me i, I that part I got because that's why I say he was green. That's what that's why you know what I'm saying we mentioned that he was green and you mentioned he was wet behind the ears because even though you know what I'm saying he was he graduated from Yale and everything like that, like like you said, that was his first time firing a gun. So this is really his first time really being in the field. And that was that's why I went back to the beginning where he's sitting in the safe house throwing the ball up against the wall because it's like he's not really getting the experience yeah he's went through all the simulations he's went through all the training he's done all that that's different from when you actually in it like you know what i'm saying even if you you know you could watch old war movies where they out doing pt they training they shooting and going through the you know what i'm saying the the the, the uh you know what I'm saying the processes and everything else like that but when they actually get out there and you know what i'm saying you, you got somebody shooting back at you that's a whole different feeling you know what I'm saying? You can simulate, you know, you could throw a soda can on the ground, grenade, and then everybody duck, but that motherfucking soda can don't explode. You know what I'm saying? So when you <laughs> when that happened in real life, and then you see that motherfucker and you duck and you just thinking, oh, you know what I'm saying, this is what it is, and then that motherfucker finally explode and you feel the impact of that explosion, even though you ducked off and you safe, you still gonna feel that rumble, you still gonna feel that, you know what I'm saying, that that wave of heat. That's that's different. Because all through all your processes and training and all the simulations you went through, it wasn't nobody shooting back at you. It wasn't no real grenades. It wasn't none of that. You was just getting used to getting through the motions. So now that there's actual there, there's actual implications in there, things 
change a little bit. Now you actually have to think on your feet. Now you have to put all that training to use and you're not really used to it. You're used to simulations. You're not used to the real thing. It's as close to the real thing as it probably can get, but it's not the real thing. So, you know what I'm saying? Like for him, he's trying to figure out what he's going to do. He got, he's also probably, it's probably running through his head that he's trying to figure out who's behind this. He's trying to figure out whether he can trust Tobin or not, or whether he can trust the government or not. Like it's a, probably a thousand things going through his mind. So it's like for him not to catch little things or pay attention to little things. Like this is the most experience he's ever had. And like, he's actually going through it. It's not something that already happened. And then now, you know what I'm saying? He's in it again. No, this is like his first time going through this. So like anything where he may have made a mistake or messed up on or said too much or didn't say enough, like you kind of understand that because he's he's basically a new booty out there. And then to add on top of that, my man got 99 problems and a bitch is one. Yes, it is. Because he has a girlfriend that he met while he was – I mean, I guess you got to call it undercover because she didn't mm-hmm. know that he was a CIA agent. And so he's living this this whole fake life. And and this is something that I wanted to, to bring to your attention to ask you about. Right. So this whole stuff that we hear about, like people that are in the CIA, like you can't. If you have a significant other, like there's shit that mm-hmm. you can't tell them. And, you know, what I'm saying that's just like this, this code of silence that they, they can't right. know about certain shit. And it's like living that life where, you know, he had to end up, and 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 this is what I meant about that chemistry that they had. Mm-hmm. So when he had, when they had got this hotel room or whatever, he he went and he called his girl because she had called him like seven times. And so, and then the wild part was just how great Tobin ears was, mm-hmm. or just how thin those walls were. Right. Where he was just like, yo, he was like, you you gonna have to, you know. She was like, you can't continue to lie to her because the more you lie, the more those lies build up and you're mm-hmm. going to, you know what I'm saying, you're going to start believing the lies. And or he was like, and she, yeah, or, and, and he was like, and even when you lie to her, she's going to believe you. Mm-hmm. So he was like, and she's not going to break up with you, so you're going to have to break up with her. And like Tobin is telling him like, yo, when you get into this lifestyle, you're going to have to accept the fact that you're going to end up being alone because yeah. they're like you're li- like the way your lifestyle is, you can't go on with someone that you love. Right. And what I was going to ask you was just like, how difficult do you think that type of lifestyle could be? You know, especially being somebody like Weston's age, you know, because I'm thinking that his character was probably in his mid to late twenties, and it's just yeah. like you you probably you know want a girl or maybe possibly kids or whatever whatnot. But just the fact that I mean, this dude lied to her about his family. Mm-hmm. He, he had a sister that had a bakery, like just little shit like that, where you have to just make up stories yeah. about family members that, of shit that's not even true, like. How would you think that you would feel like living that type of lifestyle? Um, honestly, I I, w- I don't know if I'd be able to do that only because 
that's one of those things to where, especially like with, with agencies like the CIA and everything, like they do extensive, extensive research and background checks on you. So even if you don't think they know you have a girlfriend, they know you have a girlfriend. Probably everything on you is bugged, like all that shit. Like they, they, you are monitored probably 24 seven. Just so, you know what I'm saying? A situation like how they tried to set Tobin up doesn't exist. Like, so you don't become a rogue agent, right? So there's no telling like what info that they had on on or what info they'll have on you and her or anybody else in your family for that matter. So like you technically have to be a hermit your whole life. And then even when you can't be a hermit and you or even when you're not trying to be a hermit and you do go see your girlfriend, like you have to constantly not only just think of a lie, but now you have to build on that lie every time. And that's that's a difficult thing to do. Like building on a lie is not an easy thing to do because you have to remember details as if they really happen. You have to create details as if they really happen. And then, Lord forbid, you you mess around and like get drunk one night and then just start blabbering. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, you know what I'm saying? Like anything could really happen. So like you really are always putting yourself at risk when you're in that situation. The closest I've ever come to that is at work we had a project that we couldn't tell anybody that, you know, so like tell anybody anything about what we were doing because it was a government job. You know what I'm saying? We could say, well, we're doing something for the government. We can't tell them what it is though. So it's like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm, I got to stay over one day and I'm telling her, yo, I got to stay over because we got this project in and they really need us to get it done. Da, da, da. You know what I mean? And she's like, well, what is it? I'm like, well, I can't tell you what it is. You know what I'm saying? Cause They'll go, it'll breach our contract. She was like, well, I mean, it really wouldn't matter. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just telling you what they told us. We can't tell nobody what we're making because if we do, it'll breach the contract. And it's like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? So imagine everything you do, your job included, your whole life, basically, your career, all this stuff. And you just, you meet this girl, you know what I'm saying? You tell her everything, you fall in love with her, and you can't even tell her who you really are. Yo, that's that's difficult, bro. You think you could do that? Oh hell no, <laughs> man. I I can hardly damn lie anyway. Like, yeah. But then, but then, just to keep it going and continuously keep it going, and it's just like that's just stressful. like to sit here and, and make up fake families and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's like, no, I couldn't do it. But then, like you're right. Like they knew everything like about her. You know what I'm saying? Like they knew that he had a girlfriend and everything. Mm-hmm. Then they had a squad car sitting outside her house. Yep. So it's just like I wouldn't want to put that upon someone else. Right. You know what I mean? Like, especially if I love this person, like I don't want them to have to go through something because either I fucked up or I got myself in a situation that failed to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only reason they came to that safe house because it was the closest one to the American embassy that um, Tobin Frost turned himself into. Mm-hmm. So it's like all of these problems fell to Weston. Like he basically like lost his career only because Tobin Frost was the closest to him. And, you know then, and then think about this though. Like what if those mercenaries found out that he was there, right? And they said, nah, we're not going to, we're not going to go in and try to kill Tobin Frost. Instead, we'll probably try to trick Weston into bringing Tobin Frost to us or letting us get Tobin Frost, right? So what if they take a whole different approach? Weston find out that the shit is what it is, but they got his girl 
kidnapped for ransom or, or, or you know what I'm saying, holding her to get Tobin Frost as, you know what I'm saying, like leeway or something. Like you don't want to, like you said, you don't want to put somebody's life in danger like that. You know what I mean? Or if they do go in and kill Tobin Frost, now you got to be quiet and you can't say nothing about it. And, or, you know what I'm saying, they're going to kill your girl. Like you, that's that's just something, that's a stress you don't want to live with. Yeah, man, it's it's definitely crazy, man. Like I remember watching the um the adjustment bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever seen that. Yeah, but it's just like the the shit that they have to do to be CIA agents and FBI agents. It's just like I don't know. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? I'm from this country. I live I live in this country all my life. But it's just like I don't know if I'm willing to do the type of things that that is necessary to be that high up that you need to do for this country. Mm-hmm. And then to know that some of the things that they were doing, because what ended up being discovered was what Tobin Frost was selling. He was selling like secret, basically secrets that the CIA has. Yeah. And like they did dirty people like up at the top of the food chain. And that's why David had hired yo that dude that he hired that dude man he was on his job you hear me For sure. For sure. and like he he was good at what he at what he do even though uh Tobin Frost with his ass twice but that ain't the mm-hmm. point but um but like he was pretty good and then like he you know and I think that when Weston saw him at the end when he after he got stabbed mm-hmm. you know it was just like he looked at David like, "Yo, this, yo, this is some bullshit." And so then, true. but but then, like, but I will tell you this though. I get David a little bit, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because he said there's gonna become a part in your career or in your life where you make a mistake, and you're gonna have to do whatever you can to mm-hmm. cover up that mistake. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like, something's gonna happen to you where you're gonna have to basically hide something. Yep. And it's just like, I get it. Because the government do so much shady shit that they don't want any of that shit to get out. And what they didn't like about Tobin was Tobin was like, basically because y'all fucked me over, all of y'all secrets that y'all have, I'm going to sell those secrets and I'm going to profit from it. You know what I'm saying? Because of what y'all did to me, y'all got me living on a run. Well, I'm not gonna say they got him living on the run because I I think he kind of chose that life because he they fucked him over. So he's like, all right, yeah. well, I'm gonna spend my life's work of fucking y'all over too. So mm-hmm. I think he just really got to that point. So he really kind of chose that life. But then at the same time, it's like I get what he's saying, especially when you are as high ranking of a person as him and what his boss was. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure they done some missions where some some things went sideways. And they was like, all right, well, we're gonna have to cover this up because we don't or you want you just or you just did something that you knew was like completely against the grain. Like you know yeah. if you do this and get caught, like everything is going down for for sure, one hundred percent. I mean, but that's what they're trained to do. Like that's their job. So like for them to you know what I'm saying, for them to accept that and then go out and do those missions or go out and, and do, you know what I'm saying, the dirty work, like, you you kind of got to, you know what I'm saying, you, you really just kind of have to 
accept the fact that one day all of this might flip on you. Yeah. I mean, that's really the only way to look at it. Like one day you may be doing something and you could possibly be framed and, you know what I'm saying, put on the pedestal as public enemy number one. I mean, this is true. Being in the field that they're in and doing the things that they do, it's almost inevitable. Like it's gonna yeah. happen at some point. Yeah. And I and like one of my favorite parts, like I mentioned it earlier, like after Tobin got shot in that last safe house, and he gave him like the chip or the file or whatever, let's call it the mm-hmm. file. Like he gave him the file. And he was like, like you you a good guy. He was like, You are a good guy. Like, don't do like what I do, yeah. but do the right thing, basically. Mm-hmm. Like he was telling him, don't live the life that I was living, but at the same time, you know what needs to be done with this. Right. And just like just the way, like I like I mentioned earlier, the way that they interacted with each other and just how they slowly, slowly, slowly started trusting each other and slowly, slowly, slowly started becoming somewhat, I mean, I don't know if call them friends, but but like he was just really like giving him the game. And it was so funny that the guy that he had got into that fight with in that last safe house, mm-hmm. it was so funny because that guy was like, yo, like you have been with Tobin Frost for like the last two days. He was like, you've had to learn some shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just right. like, like, damn, like this dude, is, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's, it, it was, it was interesting for that guy to say that because he did learn a lot from Tobin, you know, in like a day and a half. But just not what they expected. Yeah, not what they expected. And not for him to, you know what I'm saying? But see, the smart thing that he did was he turned the file in, but he did it anonymously. Mm-hmm. So he was still able to get the job done without that shit falling back on him. Right. So I thought that was dope how he was able to, you know what I'm saying, figure that out and do it that way. Because Tobin should have been doing it that way the whole fucking time. Yeah, but I don't think they I don't think Tobin Frost was gonna be able to do that, especially when they had him labeled as a rogue agent. Like, nah, like it's it's motherfuckers looking for you that you don't even know looking for you. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's something that probably couldn't have been done. I got a question for you though. Okay, so put yourself in Weston's position, right? You know what I'm saying? Think about just the job that you do now. And think about like the hardest thing it is to do at your job. Okay, now imagine that, you know what I'm saying, you are like, you're not new, but you really don't do too much at the job. Like you might, you know what I'm saying, I don't know, file papers or something. And then one day they was just like, hey, we need you to go do that job that is the hardest thing to do at your job. But they putting you with the dude who does that job (laughs) because... (laughs) They want you to see what he's doing because something he's doing ain't right and they trying to fire him. But it's not the fact that they're trying to fire him. It's just the fact that they probably paying him too much or something like that and they want to get him out of here. But they telling you, listen, he's messing up. We need you to ride along with him and learn how to do this job so we can replace him because we can't keep doing this. He's costing us too much, blah, blah, blah. Then he, you know what I'm saying? You on the ride with him or whatever, you doing whatever the job is, and then he telling you, you know, the only reason they want you on this job is to get me out of here, right? It's really because, you know what I'm saying, they paying me a lot, and they can't afford it. And, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I asked for a raise or whatever. Could Do you think you could do that 
in in a day or in two days to just ride with this guy and then learn that job like that. Cause like for, for them to, and I'm putting it in that aspect so it could be relatable, but like mm-hmm. to put Weston in a position, knowing he hasn't been in the field, knowing that the only thing this dude basically been doing is just turn down service at safe houses. Like what did you expect my man to really do? <laughs> like why would, I mean, I, I get why, you know what I'm saying? Like they did that, put that, you know what I'm saying? Put him, put uh, Frost in that safe house and then had the mercenaries come because they're like, well, shit, Weston's there. He don't know nothing. He green. If anything happens, shit, he'll probably kill Tobin Frost on accident. Like that's probably the way that they're thinking. So like just putting yourself in those shoes, like how do you think you would have reacted to that? Because that's a crazy situation to go through. Like you going, you really on your way out. At the end of the day, you were he, he was on his way out. He was about to he was about to be on vacation or whatever, whatever he was about to do. He's about to get up out of there. And as soon as he had like what a day or two left, next thing you know, bro, you got the most wanted quote unquote traitor in the CIA coming to where you are. And then all of this happens. That's some that's some real stuff to go through. I see what you're saying. But let me say this first, and then I answer that. Mm-hmm. I think what David was thinking the whole time was nobody's making it out of the situation at all. Because because when when they sent him, and I think that's another reason why he sent him to Weston Safe House because he's like Weston's never been in the field. Like I'm gonna let. You know, the one team going there and let them do because another thing, he didn't care about that team because that team was uh Catherine's team. Because mm-hmm. he wanted to send his team, and she was like, Well, my team could be there in two hours. His team would have been like six or something like that. Yeah. So he was like, I don't give a damn about these people. I'm gonna send my one dude in, send the hit squad in. He's gonna kill everybody in there, mm-hmm. grab Tobin, have them get the foul off of Tobin, and then that would be what it is. He didn't expect Weston to get out of that damn safe house. Exactly. So he sent him on a dummy mission, and he ended up underestimating Weston. But for me, and it's also funny you putting in uh, the analogy the way that you put it, because this is the second time that I know off the top of my head that Denzel had to do this. He had to do this unstoppable. He had to train his replacement. (laughs) And he was like, yo, they're getting me out of here. Because I'm old and they pay me too much and they just mm-hmm. want to replace me with a young guy. So and that was Chris people. Pine, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Chris Pine. Yeah, and um, and he ended up um, cause they was gonna fire him with no pension, mm-hmm. which is some bullshit. But that's a whole other movie. But I mean, honestly, man, it's like I feel that that, that is really like a fucked up situation to be in because for number one. The mindset of the person you don't know what their mindset is going to be because eight times out of ten they're going to know like they got you with me because they're trying to get rid of me exactly. and it's like you don't know how this person is going to take this like mm-hmm. number one they could they could train you bad and then now uh, you or or not show you nothing at all yeah not show you nothing at all train you bad or they could just fucking flip out and just harm you you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying because. They really feel this strongly about their job. So it's really a tough situation to be in when you're putting people with people and you have them train them and 
they could be looking at it like, yo, this is my livelihood on the line. Because yeah. what we don't know is we don't know what's going on in people's personal life. Like we mm-hmm. don't know if this person's wife lost her job, and so that's the only pay. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Money that they got rolling in, and now you got me training this dude, and he's gonna end up replacing me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna lose my job. I could lose my house. My wife lost her job. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? My kids are this like so. I, I think that's a very tricky situation to put people in. Yeah, and but. Yeah, I just I just feel that they not they but David knew without a shadow of a doubt that there was no way Weston was getting out of that damn safe house. Yeah. And Weston found a way and he just threw a monkey wrench in his plan. Because really, throughout the whole movie, all all this movie was was all right, I have to find a way to Get Weston and Tobin Frost up out of here without mm-hmm. this shit coming back and falling on me. Okay, wait. So this is this is the because I I know what you're saying, but this is what I truly think. Right, watching this I, or rewatching this, this is what I truly think. I don't think that he was trying to get Weston out of there. I do think though that if Weston had been collateral. For the situation, he it wouldn't have made a difference to him. But I think that the real thing was is because he knew Weston was so new to everything, and basically he didn't have real any real field experience that whatever they would have came in and did, it wouldn't have been an issue with Weston, right? Because at the end of the day, if they go in, they kill Tobin, get the stuff, and they don't kill Weston. And he survives. It's like, yo, mercenaries came through, da, da, da. And now David could just be like, yo, we don't know how this happened. We don't know where this happened. But, you know what I'm saying, one of our guys was there. They could use him as a pawn in this whole thing. And that's really how I looked at it. It was just like David was just using him as a pawn because he's like, he don't he don't know, you know what I'm saying, left from right in these situations. This dude is a, a paper pusher, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, he he pretty much is a maid at all these safe houses. He's not doing anything for real. He hasn't really been out in the field. He, he, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, he never shot a gun before, so it ain't like he's been in some real warfare. It's like we can use this dude as a pawn. So if anything happens, you know what I'm saying, he might get, you know what I'm saying, bruised up a little bit, but we can use him to say, hey, you know what I'm saying, these guys attacked us, da 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 and then we can create a whole story, or I can create a whole story behind this. And say that it was somebody from, I think there was in, they was in South Africa. It was some guys from, yeah. it was some mercenaries from South Africa that found out about, you know what I'm saying, our situation and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so to me, it was like he was more so using them as a pawn, not, not so much as the really for him to be as expandable as he was or as he thought he was or as you're thinking he is. I think he, oh, he was expandable, of course, because given the situation, like if he gets killed, he gets killed. But I don't think he was like that expendable to where it was like, yo, go in there, kill him, and then kill him too. I think it was like if you end up killing him, that's cool. Try not to though. But him for sure, like get him and get out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying because even at the end when he was telling him, like he was trying to tell him the story, like, okay, this, this, this happened. Mm-hmm. And such and such shot, shot such and such. Mm-hmm. And like he's looking at him like, yeah, you've been, like you said, the perfect word. Like, you've been using me as a pun the whole time. The whole time. Like, 
this didn't have anything to do with me. Like you wasn't really trying to. And then that's another thing. Like I wonder was David really trying to get him like advanced in like the uh in the ranking. Like he was trying to advance his ranking, or he was just kind of like fucking with him, just like giving him that little bit of encouragement each time. Like oh, well, I mean, you know, like if. As as new as he was to it, I mean, he probably was because he was like, yo, this is somebody that I could mold, I could teach, I could kind of teach my ways to, blah, 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 get him on my team, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and have him come in and with, you know what I'm saying, his brains and the stuff that he knows, like, yo, we can get him in and ain't no telling what he could become and, and, and what he can do. So, like, to get somebody like that, that's a, I mean, that's a big, big plus in the CIA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dude scores is probably through the roof and all that shit. Like, so to get him on the team is probably like a huge addition. And then not only that, like, he's fresh meat. So, like, we can, they can kind of mold him into whatever they want him to be at that point. It's just the fact that, you know what I'm saying? You got this guy here, you got Tobin Frost here. It's like, yo, okay, perfect opportunity. Let's get him there. Now that we know he's there, yo, you know what I'm saying? I got a guy there. We basically got an inside track. We can do. We can pretty much control this whole thing. Get it over with. Get it out. Like you said, he just didn't expect Weston to survive the situation in that way. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. Nah, like uh, I tell you another part that got me before we get to the uh, before we get to the flames. But like mm-hmm. when when um, when Tobin went. Ah, man, I forget where it was, but, like, he went to go see his friend Carlos or whatnot, mm-hmm. and, like, he had saved him, like, some, uh, I don't know, some old cognac or some champagne or something. Yeah. And um, so, you know, they're talking, and then, you know, he asked him, you know, could you make me, like, I need a new passport, I need an ID, you know, all, you know, the works. And he was like, can you do that for me? I was like, yeah, I can do it. And he's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, like, I can do it. And it was just like, when and I, I the okay, because I got a question to go along with this, and okay. I, I want to know do you think that Weston didn't have a choice or he didn't think that okay? Well, let me just finish it right. So, mm-hmm. them boys show up. Well, Weston was on his way, but the people beat him to him. And how the people beat Weston to that because. He signed into his information, and he found out that Toby Frost had a friend that lived at the uh, at the place where he saw that he was trying to turn earlier. Mm-hmm. So that's how he was able to find them. Like, do you think that that was a rookie move by signing into your login to where they traced it, and then they was able to send those guys to Carlos's house beforehand? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because you got to think about it like, like I said, these guys probably know everything that you do, you know, saying forward and backward. If they know that he's going to look for Frost, right? They know he's going to look for Frost. Then he's logging in. Now they can track him. Okay, where is he? Hold on. Wait a minute. What area is this? Yo, don't, you know, such and such that was linked with Frost later. Yo, look him up, find out where he is, get somebody over there. So like, it's, it's stuff like that that can happen, like, just that fast. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the fact that he's going that way, it's like, well, we know that, and, and I'm just thinking in their eyes, like, we know that 
he don't know nothing about Tobin Frost. We know that he wouldn't know shit about Carlos. You know what I'm saying? He just found out who Tobin Frost is. He really don't even know who Tobin Frost is for real. So the fact that he's going there, yo, he's going the way to where Carlos would be. Tobin Frost might be there. The the most that they could, or at, they probably thinking the most we can do is at least interrogate Carlos to find out if he's talked to Tobin Frost or not. It just so happened that when they got there, Tobin Frost was there. Yeah, that was that was crazy, man. They shot my dude's wife, man. That man, they busted yeah, that busted the door. Wild. Yeah, that was that was wild, man. But then, like, just think, like, just to think that like people like live in those situations, dude. Where it's like they just threw like a whole bunch of shit together, man, and, mm-hmm. and it's like, man. That's why I say, man. Like people, people don't even realize, especially like like my kids and shit. Like they. Mm-hmm. they they don't get how, especially now, they don't get how fortunate they are. It's like, yeah, know, for sure. For <laughs> sure. It's like, but it, it can be super bad, my guy. Like, yeah. Because, man, he was jumping on roofs. And, man, you step on the wrong part of the roof, man. You fall to somebody's shit. Next thing you know, everybody up. And they shoot through the house. Everybody dead. You the only one <laughs> on the floor. You get up. Everybody around you. Dead. Yeah, that, that stuff, that stuff definitely happens, man. Yeah, definitely. For sure, man. So let's get into the fire flames, man. Yes, sir. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. So what are you giving safe house? Safe house, safe house, safe house. Uh, Number one, man, first things first, the cast was really good. Uh, I like the way it was together. Um, you know, you had the guy, the GOAT, Denzel Washington, you had Ryan Reynolds, you had Vera, uh, Faramega, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and a couple of other noticeable people. Um, honestly, for what this movie gives you, I'm go- I'm going to give it a 4.5. Um, I'm yeah. not going to go all the way to a 5, but I'm going to give it a 4.5 off of the strength of number one. I mean, like, I don't think anything really is going to be other than those little things are what is it any little things I see that's the, I can't even remember what the damn movie's even called because it's like it just it just didn't do it yeah. but um but mostly mostly anything and like you said that Jay Esquire movie yes mm-hmm. um, other than that though like anything Denzel in it, I mean it's at least going to be a four above yeah. um but the, the only reason I'm knocking it a little bit is because it's like, yo, we get all of these plot stories, all mm-hmm. of these the stuff about how bad the fucking CIA is, and it's just like, it just keep what they're doing is they're corrupting our mind. Like we know they they corrupt, but it's yeah. like, why y'all keep showing me all this shit? Because it's like I now need it's a like, sight, man. Yeah, it's like, man, I don't know if I want to keep knowing about how dirty these motherfuckers is, man. And like what they doing, they tapping our phones. Yeah. Yo, I saw uh, I haven't tried it though, because I feel like I don't know, but I feel funny about it. There's a thing going on social media where I think hold on, let me look at my phone. I ain't gonna push it though. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. push it. But it's I think it was ah oh, man, it was like star pound. Four two or some shit like that, mm-hmm. and it and it shows where 
the police or something or the government been tapping your phone. Like it shows you all like every time, like dates and times and how long they oh, tapped man. your phone. Oh and man. I saw it on a reel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. I didn't try it though, because I was like, I don't know if I want to know. First of all, I don't even know if I want to know, but then I don't know. That might be a trick. Yeah, that might be that might activate it or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. But it but I I say that to say, like, we get in these movies. You know what? It's kind of like you're gonna think this is a crazy comparison. It's kind of like slavery movies. No, and this is what I mean by that. Because it's like it's like they keep giving us like these ideas of what the government could be doing, and it's mm-hmm. like, yo, like are these motherfuckers really doing this shit? Like, I know. I, I listen. I'm with you 100. <laughs> every time I think of a slave movie, it's like I think they try to tell us like, hey, be lucky because you could be going through this still. Yo, come on, fam, don't do us like that. We're not with that. That's not gonna happen now. So now I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you a thousand percent for sure. My thing is though, like I don't think that they necessarily need to do that, bro. Because like they got all kind of like weapons and shit we don't know nothing about. Like I seen this. Uh, I seen a YouTube documentary where they were talking about like some of the weapons that the government got that they can't use. Like it's really like illegal to use, and like not just illegal far as our law, like world law. Like you can't use this shit nowhere. Like they got shit that they said like. Say if you like you got hostages in the house mm-hmm. and like say you in a room or whatever, they'll try to get you to go into a room by yourself so they can use this. It's like a, I don't know if it's a gun or a laser or whatever it is, but they try to use that to basically um, get you solo so they can aim it at you and basically dehydrate you. I said, if it's some shit like there, if they have that, I don't care how many guns you got. That's not gonna work against nothing that they got then, because they got a gun that can dehydrate you, bro. It's over with. <laughs> That's you crazy. Gonna be on the, you gonna be on the floor shaking and all Man, types of shit. I'm trying like, to tell you, bro. They ain't. They don't even. It's it's crazy. But for me, um, I'm going four. The cast is great. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, Denzel. I mean, you can't beat it. Ryan Reynolds. You can't beat it. Um, my only beef is, um. Is that you give us like this great, great story, but you you don't let us like you don't let us really see the true development of Ryan Reynolds. Like we see the growth through the through the movie, but we don't really see like his true development because it would have been awesome to see him actually, you know, what I'm saying like really picking up stuff that Tobin Frost was doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like actually fighting there. Like because at the end of it, when the big action scene happened, I mean, you know, what I'm saying he was getting whooped on the whole thing. And, you know what I mean? He still, like, killed a few people, but it wasn't like we, especially with the Ryan Reynolds we seeing now, like, he Deadpool, he slicing bullets with swords and everything. You know what I'm saying? He was Deadpool in the Wolverine movie. Like, when he did Blade Trinity, you know what I'm saying? He could fight. I'm like, yo, let's see some of those moves now, you know what I'm saying? Like, later on down the line, like, let's see what he can do now that he's, you know what I'm saying? He's been in that, he's done that before. He kind of has that experience. I would have liked to see him in an actual fight scene, like not getting beat up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I would like to see I would have liked to seen a little bit more progression out of the Western character. So um, and I would have also liked to see Frost survive the situation, not die, because I thought that was kind of stupid. Um, but outside of that, man, this movie was great. I enjoyed it. 
It's it's not like a game changer or anything like that, but it is definitely one of those good movies. You know what I'm saying? If you just want to sit down and watch something that'll keep your interest, this is definitely one of them. So I'm going for it. Cool, cool. Not mad at that. All right, man. So let's get into the coming soon. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. All right, so this movie is going to be fun um, because I got, like, hella questions to ask you with this movie. Um, <laughs> but, hey, listen, I, I'm dead serious, bro, because, like, the the situation that this is, like, the situation that this movie presents is a very interesting one. You know what I'm saying? The movie that we'll be doing on the next episode is Hollow Man starring Kevin Bacon. And... It's a very interesting movie only because you got a dude that's as smart as he is that basically achieved what he was actually trying to achieve. And then the situation he was in, it was like, I'm not going to lie. I think he went the wrong route. Like, okay, you can do all of this, like everything that you're doing, but dude, you invisible. Like this is, this is your time to go get rich. This ain't the time to, you know what I'm saying, be a pervert. This time to go get rich. Yeah. But even with being a pervert, like, come on. I'm glad they put that in there because everybody's thinking it. Oh, no, like, for sure. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. thinking it. I like, mean, the one time he did it with the, you know what I'm saying, with the boob pop, that was cool. All right, whatever. <laughs> After that, let it go, man. You ain't got to go kill people and all that other shit. It's time to get out and go get rich. First and foremost, if they had like if if you was able to do that during the YouTube era, oh my god, you know how fired that'd be. <laughs> the prank videos with that alone, oh you that shit is going after you getting the I mean the YouTube check is, is astronomical at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. a that's a great concept to remake now, like in a like a comedy version of it, not the, the one we about to do, but like a comedy version of that is would be hilarious. But um yeah, so we're gonna do Hollow Man, man. It's gonna well, yeah, Hollow Man, it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait to do this one because this one is going to be a first off, it's a great watch. But you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's gonna be some stuff that comes up where I got some questions. Yeah, that's that's funny though. <laughs> nah, dude, yeah, it's this one it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to do. I mean, especially mm-hmm. like from the science part. Yeah, but like yeah, but they had to put it in there because I think that sometimes you have to be realistic, and it's like yeah. everybody's thinking it. It's like, yo, like I mean, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it <laughs> for <laughs> we'll sure, man. It. So, um, yeah, next episode, that's what we're gonna be doing. So, you guys make sure you stay tuned. You make sure, you know, what I'm saying you get in there, um, and um, yeah. Uh, if you guys like this episode, if you didn't like this episode, if you got a suggestion or if it's something that you want us to watch or if it's a show you want us to watch or possibly um, get in on, let us know. You can do that by hitting us up on our socials at Instagram and Twitter at ViewAnonPod. You can also catch us on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group. Um, join those, subscribe to those, follow those, do all that stuff. Uh, let us know, hit us up, like, share, all that good stuff. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well. And if you are trying to contact me or follow me or see what I'm up to, I, um, you can catch me on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. Um, I got a link tree in the bio. You can catch me everywhere else there. Yep, y'all can find me at uh, S.Foster8 on Instagram and Twitter. 
at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That's only on IG. Um, follow the podcast on all major platforms. Drop episode 99, people. Episode 99 is out there in the world. You know what I'm saying? I did the, uh, I entitled it Fox Catcher, the Prince of Pennsylvania, which I kind of comboed the movie Fox Catcher with Steve Carell and Mark Ruffalo, and also the 30 for 30 documentary um, that was on, on John DuPont. So um, go check that out on all major platforms. Um, that's all I got, man. That's what's up. Yo, did you ever find out if they was like the DuPont, like from the DuPont family? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why that's why I, I yeah, I went into that on the pod, man. Like they it's the same DuPont family that you know what I'm saying that like they, they own the DuPont the, registry and all that. Man, they got a lot of shit. Like they own a whole bunch Yo, of chemical places. Bread, bro. Like they been had bread. Like do, do bread you know what the DuPont the registry is? Not that. No, it's but, a magazine. It's a magazine, like it's a luxury magazine. So you know how like they got like better homes and gardens and all that shit. Yeah. So like it's basically like better homes and gardens for like exotic cars and like yachts and mansions and shit. Like, dude, the Dupont family, these motherfuckers, uh, like they got they early like early money, my guy, from um from gunpowder and shit. Mm-hmm. Bootlegging too. Yeah, that's so how they got like, Dupont racing. Dude, they they listen. They got bread. Yeah, like they, dude, got, like, they created. Money. Dude, they created like Teflon and shit. Like, like they like they got involved the chemicals. They got involved mm-hmm. in like with uh with G with GM. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying with with cars and shit. Like yeah, they got like dude. They like John Dupont lived on a thousand. Yeah, a thousand acre farm, my guy. Mm-hmm. Yo, you know like, saying? if you ever get a chance, like, find a DuPont registry. Like, you can look it up online and stuff like that. But, like, go to DuPont registry and just look at, like, the shit that they be having in there. Like, they had a, a two-story yacht one time in there. And <laughs> when you – you know how, like, usually with boats you got to walk down to go to the cabin? Yeah. Like, ain't no walking down. You walked up to go in there. You did, you got you got to the inside the cabin through the upstairs. The downstairs is just like it was like a bedroom. It's like a kitchen. It's a bathroom in there. It was a hot tub in there. I don't know why you have a hot tub on the inside of a pool. I mean, of a yacht. But I mean, like that's baller. And then like the shower was super cool. Like they had the shower. The water was falling from the top. Like this this was like one of the dopest yachts I've ever seen in my life. This is where I find out like what all the new Lamborghinis and McLaurins and all that stuff is. They all in the DuPont registry and they show you like mansions and all that kind of stuff. Bro, this is the most amazing stuff I've seen in my life. Man, because I mean, even even the whole story with John DuPont, like this motherfucker, he funded the whole wrestling team. Mm-hmm. He gave the wrestling federation, whatever they call themselves. He the, the reason he was even able to get all the wrestlers to come to his place Cause he was like, yo, I give y'all five hundred thousand. Yeah. So not ain't, only ain't this the one, ain't this the one? Uh, cause you did the thirty for thirty on this before, right? No, no. Uh, you did all the movie. Docked up did. All docked up did. That's right. That's why. This that's is, why. This I is the one where it was. Yeah, this is the one where they where he was like killing or somebody, some people died. Well, or something. he killed. Yeah, he killed uh David uh David Schultz. He killed okay. David Schultz. And yeah, so yeah, that's what this whole thing was about. And That's but crazy. um but yeah he gave them five hundred thousand. Then 
He spent uh, six figures on building a whole nother. He already had a training facility, built yeah. a whole nother one. Then he was paying. He gave dude salaries. I think he had at least at least 12 to 15 wrestlers at a time living there rent-free. No utility bills. And this motherfucker setting up $250,000 trust for these guys. Like, they got bread. Like I'm talking about, yo. You know, they you had, know, I know. I know a lot about the Dupont yeah. family. I didn't know this. I didn't know he was related to them, though. But now that you said that, I'm sure. Like, dude, got it, got it. Yeah. Well, he ain't got no more. But you well, know, yeah, he did. Well, he died. Time, he died yeah. in prison. But yeah, the time yeah. He had it. Oh yeah, he had it. He definitely had yeah. it. That's but no, like, the, and this and it's so surprising even to find out like he went to prison because like they family could like buy the prison and let him out. But this, but this is the wild part. The crazy part about the story is the fact that they found him mentally ill, but mm-hmm. not insane. Oh, okay. and he still got thirty. That well, I mean, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So, but like you said, for them to have the money that they had, but I mean, they had them in cold blood. I mean, like there was no way Dupont I mean, was getting out of you, this. Man, listen, if you giving, if you giving, if you paying these dudes to stay. On your property, you setting up a salary, you building a, a extra facility, then you setting up trust with somebody. You are definitely mentally ill. <laughs> like, but what are we talking about? That's why I say, man, y'all got to listen to the pot, man. Because niggas are the, niggas are the they might be the richest wrestlers ever. Those real wrestlers, yes, because That's I, what I'm I talking made, about. Yeah, because I because I mentioned because I had to let the audience know like we're not talking about WWE. No, we talking about WWE. Like, we talking about like Olympic wrestling. We talking yeah. about like yeah, they might be the richest wrestlers ever to ever wrestle. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they don't because the real the like the Olympic wrestlers don't make nothing. Man, hey, listen to the pie, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to listen to this, bro. <laughs> And shout out to all docked up, man, because when they did that, bro, I was like, yo, I didn't know nothing about none of this. I thought man, the movie I, was just about regular wrestling. I didn't know that niggas was getting killed and shit in the movie. Dude, man, Penrose, he reached out to me. And he was like, yeah. yo, he was like, he was, because I had said that how I pushed it back because mm-hmm. y'all had did it or whatnot. And he was like, man, he was like, I remember. He's like, you know what? I remember that. He was like, you were the one that knew about it before we did. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and he was like, and you were hyping it up when you was telling us that you was about to do it. I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, I've been on this, like, yeah, like that 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 Fox Catcher was a was a really good movie. Yep. Shout out to VJ. Shout out to Penrose. And shout out to Chris. Man, y'all go check out all docked up dope pod. Man, they do strictly documentaries, but they only do the good ones. And man, they do the good ones. Um, so. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, we will see you on the next episode, but until then, like they say in Hollywood, man, that is a wrap. Good.